0: Well, this morning we continue uh, our journey in Proverbs, and this morning we're going to look at Solomon's instruction to his son and to his sons, multiple. And in the book of Proverbs, as we talked about, most of the book is just short, uh, pithy statements, things that are memorable, uh, things that give advice, telling us these are the probabilities that things will occur. But also within this book, we have three sections. There are three of the longest sections in the book that is advice that Solomon is giving to his son on a particular subject. And most believe that Solomon, as he's giving these instructions, they're instructions that he's giving to his teenage son. So let me warn you just a little bit here. I think everything that we are uh, uh, talking about this morning, I would rate maybe PG, PG. Uh, Some of you may end up rating some of it as PG-13, but it won't go beyond that this morning, but we're going to share openly what the Word of God has to say. So turn in your Bibles with me to Proverbs chapter 5. I'm going to take the time this morning to read all three of these uh, bits of advice that Solomon is giving, and then we'll go back And we'll put them together into kind of a systematic way to see what he's saying. Solomon chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. My son, be attentive to my wisdom, incline your ear to my understanding, that you may keep discretion and your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path to Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. And now, O sons, listen to me, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her. And do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless, lest strangers take their fill of your strength and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life, you groan, with your flesh and body are consumed. And you say, how I hated discipline and my heart despised reproof. I did not listen to the voice of my teachers or incline my ear to my instructors. I am at the brink of utter ruin in the assembly of the congregation. Drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Should your acts be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets? Let them be for yourself alone and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman and embrace the bosom of an adulteress? For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord. And he ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him. And he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies for lack of discipline. And because of his great folly, he is led astray. Now jump over to chapter 6. I'll start reading with verse 20. My son, keep your father's commandment. And forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline are the way of life to preserve you from the evil woman. From the smooth tongue of the adulteress, do not desire her beauty in your heart, and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. For the price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread, but a married woman hunts down a precious life. Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? Or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So is he who goes in to his neighbor's wife. None who touches her will go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when he is hungry. But if he is caught, he will pay sevenfold. He will give all the goods of his house. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. He will get wounds and dishonor, and his disgrace will not be wiped away. For jealousy makes a man furious, and he will not spare when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation. He will refuse, though you multiply gifts. And now, chapter 7. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers and write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And call insight, your intimate friend, to keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress and her smooth words. For at the window of my house, I have looked out through my lattice, and I have seen among the simple, I have perceived among the youths, a young man lacking sense, passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight in the evening, at the time of night and darkness. And behold, the woman meets him, dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart. She is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the market, and at every corner she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him. With a bold face, she says to him, I had to offer sacrifices, and today I have paid my vows. So now I have come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly, I have found you. I have spread my couch with coverings, colored linens from Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come home. With much seductive speech she persuades him and her sm- with her smooth talk she compels him all at once he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter or a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver as a bird rushes into a snare He does not know that it will cost him his life. And now, O sons, listen to me, and be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many a victim has she laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is the way to Sheol going down to the chambers of death. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to us this morning. So as we look at these three sections of advice that Solomon is giving to his sons, there's a few things I want to address up front. First of all, for you as ladies, you may say to me, Hey, this is an awful lot of negative press for the women. How come there isn't negative press there for the men as well? Well, keep in mind, Solomon is addressing his sons, his teenage sons. And the principles that we will be looking at here apply to both sexes. You know, just as there are smooth-talking women... There are also smooth-talking men. Just as there are women who seek to seduce, there are men who seek to seduce. And if Solomon had been writing this to his daughter, the same principles that we find for his sons, we would find also for his daughter's. So let's get that out of the way. As we look at these principles, though Solomon writes them as a warning to his son, the same thing applies as a warning to the daughters as well. Now, as Solomon uh, talks through this passage, we want to see, first of all, the appeal. The appeal. Solomon is going to warn his son Not just about this woman, but about her beauty, her dress, and her words. You need to be aware. And we'll see that coming out from the passage. In his appeal, the first thing he is saying that this woman that he's talking about is forbidden. Now, what's it mean to be the forbidden woman? Uh, Some translations uh, translate the word strange. She's the strange woman. The meaning is getting involved with anyone that you don't have a right to be involved with. The only permissible place for physical intimacy to take place is within the bounds of marriage. Any woman outside the bounds of your marriage is off limits to you. Any man outside the bounds of your marriage partner is off limits. They are forbidden. And we all know there is that enticement always... Of something or someone that is forbidden, we're, we're not allowed to touch this. We're not allowed. Go all the way back to the garden. We're not allowed to eat of this fruit because it is forbidden. Uh, Satan comes along to entice us and say, uh, "Yeah, God's holding out on you. He's keeping things from you. He, God doesn't want you to have any fun. He's the cosmic killjoy. So <laughs> let's let's let's." So there is an attraction because something is forbidden. Notice in Proverbs chapter 5, verse 3, it says, for the lips of a forbidden woman. Now, as we look at Solomon, we sometimes wonder, who is this guy to give us any advice in this particular area? I mean, if you're not familiar with Solomon from the Old Testament, he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. All of them legal relationships. So Solomon is not committing adultery. What he was doing was allowed at that period of time. And you can see that he indulged himself with quite a few women. Now there is nothing in the Bible that would indicate that Solomon uh, ever had an affair. Now historically there are rumors that he did. Historically there are rumors that he had an affair with the queen of Sheba who came to see him. And we're not going to go into that this morning. We do know that Solomon's father David was guilty of an adulteress affair. So Solomon, though, is the wisest man that ever lived, but it also shows us you can have wisdom and yet live your life against the very wisdom that you possess. And that's the case. We are hearing from Solomon. I believe late in his life, he is writing to us, and he would himself say, I have failed in this particular area. Now, it's always better if we can look at someone and say, do as I do, not as I say, as opposed to saying, do as I say, but not as I have done. But nonetheless, this is a part of the Word of God, and Solomon has great insight here that he is sharing with us. So, number one, there is that which is forbidden. We are to stay away from the forbidden woman this woman however her appeal is she is sweet look proverbs 5 3 says for the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey it's that forbiddenness and there is sweetness that is there not only is she sweet but she will make you feel special Proverbs chapter 7, verse 15. So now I have come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly, and I have found you. You're feeling down. You're feeling like nobody is really focused on you or cares for you. Here she comes. Uh, She has a target on your back. She is out to get uh, you. I remember the the story when I was in Bible college of a well-known pastor in the state of Ohio that he had a lady within his church whose husband died. And when her husband died, she told one of her friends, I am going to seduce the pastor. She was seeking after him and she succeeded unfortunately he fell in to sin he fell into her flattery for him she'll make you feel special not only will she make you feel special she's beautiful she's beautiful Proverbs 6.25, do not desire her beauty in your heart. Men, uh, just a, a word. There are always going to be those that come along that may look better than your wife. Uh, we sometimes forget we don't look the same as we've gotten older, either. Right? Do I need before and after pictures to put up on the screen? <laughs> the the reality is this is this is the woman who man she she looks like a model. She looks like, wow, she walked right out of the the pages of the magazine, and she is making you feel so special. Also, we're told, she dresses like a prostitute. For behold, the woman meets him dressed as a prostitute. Now, what's that mean, dressed as a prostitute? It means she is dressing in a way to arouse passion in a man. Now, we're told in the scriptures that godly women are to dress modestly. This is the exact opposite of that. And it's always a a problem. You know, someone will say, well, define modesty for me. Uh, it, it's sort of like the Supreme Court judge. It says, I have a tough time defining pornography, but when I see it, I know it. So, ladies, the principle here is you can, when you dress, you should not dress in a way that's desi- that you are dressing with the design of creating passion in a man. That it should not be your goal in your dress unless that man is your husband and at home. So she dresses like a prostitute. She goes on. She is a flirt. Proverbs 6.25, do not desire her beauty in your heart and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. All the batting of the eyelashes there to try to get your attention. Uh, Proverbs 7.13, she seizes him and kisses him, and with bold face she says to him. But she grabs him and starts kissing him. And uh, this this guy in, in Proverbs chapter 7, this simple guy who's gone down to where he knows she will be, she comes up to him, she's there to get him. And so she will be very brash and come up and flirt with him. She's a smooth talker. Smooth talker. Proverbs 5.26. For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil. The same thing is said in chapter 6, verse 24. To preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. Proverbs 7, five. To keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress, with her smooth words. She is very smooth and she is very brash. Proverbs 7.11, she is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. She's liberated. (laughs) And we know her husband's away. He's out of town. So there she is. Very brash in her approach. Not only is she brash, she also brings the promise of being erotic. Listen to what it says. I have spread my couch with coverings, colored linens from Egyptian linen. I have the best sheets on my bed that money can buy. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with well. love. We have all night to be together with one another. And this promise of turning this guy on throughout the entire night, the promise of erotica there in the bedroom. She is seeking sexual fulfillment, Proverbs seven twelve. Now in the streets, now in the market, and every corner she lies in wait. Solomon is warning his sons that sexual temptation is always out there. It's not going away. It is there. If you walk the streets, if you turn on your TV, if you go to the movies, wherever you go, sexual temptation is going to present itself there. So don't feel like you are ever safe. Don't feel that you can put your guard down. In addition to the promise of sexual fulfillment, she is also religious. Proverbs seven fourteen. I had to offer sacrifices, and today I have paid my vows. If we were to put that in today's language, you'd say, hey, I've been to church. <laughs> I meet with God's people. I am right with God. I remember the the story that a pastor friend of mine was sharing. He had been called into a situation to deal with a pastor of a church who was having an affair with his church secretary. And the pastor and the woman, as he was trying to hold them accountable, said, we don't feel we've done anything wrong. Because before we would even get in bed with one another, we knelt down and we prayed to God and asked him to bless this uh, interaction that's about to occur. See how far we can be led astray? I'm talking about a pastor who, knew the, who led a church who preached the word of God on a regular basis. So this woman would say, okay, I'm, I'm right with God. I'm right with God. And then the appeal as well, is she assures you, you will not be caught. You'll not be caught. Uh, Proverbs 7, 19 and 20. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him a full, at full moon. He will come home. He's not going to be home for a long time. So you don't need to worry about us. Being caught. What a false promise that is made, as with all of her promises. Now let's look at the consequences. The consequences. First of all, if you get involved with her, if you get involved in sexual sin, you will lack sense. Proverbs six thirty two: He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. Proverbs 7, seven. I have seen among the simple, I have perceived among the youths a young man lacking sense. It doesn't mean that this individual is stupid. What it does mean, however, he's lacking wisdom. He's lacking common sense. Secondly, in the consequences, you will lose your honor Proverbs 5, 9, lest you give your honor to others and and your years to the merciless. You will lose your honor at home. You will lose the respect of your children. You will lose your honor at church. You will lose the respect of those that you have ministered to. You will lose your honor among friends. How many have made the statement, I can't believe that this person did, and fill in the blank? This is the warning. You will lose your arm. You will be ruined. Proverbs 5.14. I am at the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. Her pathway leads to ruin. You will lose Financially. Proverbs 5.10, lest strangers take their fill of your strength, and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. When you violate your marriage vows, and when that marriage ends up in divorce, it is going to cost you financially. It's going to affect every level of your life. Not only will you lose financially, you will be burnt. We think we can play with fire and get away with it, and yet Proverbs 6, 27 to 29 tells us, Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? Or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife, None who touches her will go unpunished. You will also be disgraced. Proverbs 6, 33. He will get wounds and dishonor. And his disgrace will not be wiped away. The disgrace of sexual sin will go with you the rest of your life. Think of it. When I say the name Jimmy Swaggart, what do you think of? Hmm? Right. That is going to go with him the rest of his life. Not only will you be disgraced, you also experience bitterness. Proverbs 5, 4. But in the end, he's talked about her lips being sweet as honey. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood. Going from the taste of sweetness to total bitterness. Some would say wormwood was even used, it was a medicine that was used to drive worms out of an individual's body, and it was very, very bitter. It's also, the word that is used here is a word that's used for poison. Poison. So, she begins with the taste of honey. And do you like the taste of honey? But what if the honey had botulism in it? It may taste sweet, but it can kill you. You will destroy yourself. Proverbs 6.32 He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. It will also make you the target, if you mess around with a married woman, it will make you the target for revenge. Proverbs 6, 34 and 35. For jealousy makes a man furious, and he will not spare when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation. He will refuse, though you multiply Gifts. You're going to have an angry spouse to deal with when he finds out about it or when she finds out about it, and they will. The promise was nobody will know, but it almost always gets out. Someone will know, and we'll talk about someone who particularly knows about it. I can remember sitting in a counseling session with with a couple uh, that was having some problems. And in that counseling session, uh, and there had been no sexual sin involved in this marriage. But the husband looked at the wife, and then he looked at me, and he said this, and I believe he meant it. He says, if I ever find out she has been with another man... Even if we ultimately get divorced and I find out she is with another man, I will kill them both. I will take my pistol and shoot them, point blank range. Now, this is what Solomon is talking about here. He's talked about that if someone steals bread in order to satisfy his hunger... We tend to understand that. But if he's caught, he's still going to have to pay for that which he's stolen. But when someone sins sexually against someone else, there is nothing that is going to satisfy him. He is going to demand revenge. Solomon goes on and warns us that we will be killed. Now, not necessarily the way I was just talking about in the revenge, but sin always leads to death. Proverbs 7, 22, 23. All at once he follows her. As an ox goes to the slaughter, or as a stag is caught fast, till an arrow pierces its liver. As a bird rushes into a snare... He does not know that it will cost him his life. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many a victim she has she laid low. And all her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is the way to Sheol, the way to the grave, going down to the chambers of death. Look at the picture that is there. An ox going to slaughter. A deer that is caught, and then someone shoots an arrow into it. A bird that goes into the snare. Now, we've looked at the appeal of sexual sin. We've looked at the consequences. Let's look at the advice that Solomon gives. First of all, Remember, God sees and knows. The promise was no one will know, God knows. Proverbs 5, 21. For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. I don't know why we seem to think that we can do things that God doesn't know about. Or we think that we can run away from a God, that no matter where we go, he is there. Wherever we go, whatever we do, God sees. You know, there's that children's song, the first verse says, Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. There's great theology in that song. And there's other verses to it. God is what? Not as someone to pounce upon us, but God knows all that we do. I want you to think about something. When we are tempted to engage in sexual sin, would you do it if Jesus were standing right next to you? The reality is Jesus is right there with us. So remember, God sees and knows. Uh, Secondly, stay away. Say that with me. Stay away. Proverbs 5.8. Keep your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. Proverbs 7:25 Let not your heart turn aside to her ways do not stray into her paths. The Apostle Paul repeats this in 2 Timothy 2:22 2, So flee youthful passions run away stay away from it. Don't let your heart turn to her. Next, be disciplined be disciplined. Proverbs five twelve. And you say, How I hated discipline and how my heart despised reproof. Stay disciplined with your life. And then lastly, be faithful to your wife. Be faithful to your marriage partner. Proverbs gives an image in, or Solomon gives us this image in Proverbs 5, 15, 19. Drink water from your own cistern. What he's saying is, stay within the bounds of your marriage relationship. The picture is that when you do this, you're drinking fresh, clean water. If I had two bottles of water here and told you one is this clean water, And the other I got from the sewer. Which would you want to drink? That's how Solomon compares the choice that we have here. He's saying that our lives should not be spent out in the gutters. He is saying that we should rejoice in the wife of our youth. And that within the marriage relationship, that is where God has designed sex to take place, not with those who are forbidden. Be faithful. Hebrews 13:4 tells us. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. What are we to do? We are to be disciplined. Our marriage relationship should be the place where sexual fulfillment comes. That's why it's such an important part of marriage. That's why God designed it. So the warning is here this morning for all of us. Don't play with temptation. You will get burned. He sat in my office. He and his wife, they were new to our church. Now, I share this illustration because they are long gone from here. I do not usually use illustrations of people within the body who come in to talk to me. Okay, make that clear. I don't want anyone to be afraid to come in and talk to me. But... (laughs) They are long gone from here. But he came in. He talked to me. They they were new to Maranatha, and in his previous church, he had led men's ministries. And he says, I know how important men's ministries are that we need to minister to the men within the body. They need to have accountability. He wanted to lead Bible studies and various things for the men in our church. And because he was brand new, as we always do, we said, "I said, look, we need to get to know you a little bit better." Uh, Craig Peters, Pastor Peters, is is leading our men's ministry. Get to know him. Certainly, there is a place for you within our ministry, a place where you can serve the Lord. Now, let's fast forward three to four years. He's sitting in my office once again. This time, he is there by himself. Why he even came in, I don't know. I had requested that he come in and talk with me. As we talked, I asked him about the affair that he was having he made no bones about it. There was a woman at work he had become involved with. He had left his wife who had been faithful to him. And he told her he no longer wished to be with her. This is a man who knew all that the word of God has to say on this subject. And so I asked him why? I said, why do you feel that you can totally disregard the statements of the Word of God? Aren't you aware that as a child of God, discipline is going to come upon you for what you're doing? And he looked at me and said, I don't care. I said, do you know the road that you're on? He says, well, I'm not certain I said, Well, let me share with you the road that you are on. And I read these verses to him. All at once, he follows her as an ox goes to slaughter. I said, You recognize that's you. This is what you are doing. This is what the Word of God says that you are like a big, dumb, lumbering ox going down the street, headed to someone who's going to kill you. Uh, you notice I don't normally beat around the bush when I'm done. <laughs> His response? I wish I could tell you. They said, look, I've got to repent. I've got to get right with God. But he did not. His things... His statement to me was, I don't care. He walked a road that will lead to his destruction. My friends, God has a plan for our lives to bless us. And God has given us boundaries to stay within. Not to harm us, but for our good. Amen. Now, as I'm speaking to you here this morning, I realize there may be someone here who's fallen into sexual sin in the past. And I want you to know there's total and complete forgiveness from the Lord. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and does to forgive us. There's someone here this morning that you are right now contemplating, playing around with the idea of sinning sexually against God and His Word. Don't do it. It may look good to you, but it will destroy you. That's not me saying it. God's Word says, it will destroy you. Repent. Turn from your way. And for all of us, let's be faithful in walking with God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for its clarity on this subject. And Father, I pray that you would help us that we might be faithful to you. In Jesus' name, amen.